All right, if you guys have in your Bibles, you can turn to John chapter 20. John chapter 20, we're going to be in verse 1 and 2, and then verse 11 through 30. I am going to read this Easter text for us this morning, and then we'll kind of dive into it. John 20, verse 1 and 2. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, Have you taken the Lord out of the tomb? And we do not know, uh, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. We're going to skip down to verse 11. But Mary stood outside the tomb, and as she was weeping, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you had carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to the Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And that he said these things to her. On the evening of that day, the first first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad that when uh, they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And then, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands and the marks of the nails, and place my fingers into the marks of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand, and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You have believed because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not yet seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. 
But if these are all written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing in Him you may have life in His name. Amen. Amen. One of the greatest things about being in church week in and week out is that we are, or at least we should be, reminded of the resurrection of Jesus. Every week we celebrate this resurrection, his death, burial, and resurrection, and we know that we worship a God who is not dead, but he is very much alive. One of the negatives, however, that comes with hearing this every week is that we can uh, come to expect this as status quo or no longer uh, allow it to have much impact on our lives. It is a great danger to be lulled to sleep by this unbelievable and extraordinary miracle of God that he raised Jesus from the dead. Even some of us know uh, even some of us know Sunday is real, the resurrection is real. We live more like Good Friday or we live more like the Saturday tomb that there isn't a real reality that Jesus is resurrected. And if we believe in Jesus, then we need to allow our hearts and our minds to remain in awe of the greatness of Jesus' resurrection. Amen? We need to allow for this childlike faith where we just simply believe into our life and for it to stay there and never go away. If we are older and we are trying to be adults or we're pretending to be adults, we know the facts all the time. We need the resurrection to, of Jesus to interrupt our life throughout our entire life, not just once. If you don't know Jesus, I pray that the Holy Spirit will awaken your heart and your mind and your soul to allow Jesus to start interrupting your life this very day, and may He never quit interrupting it. If this is your parents' faith, if this is just what your parents believe and what they do, they go to church, that they believe in Jesus, and yet you have yet to allow Jesus to interrupt your life and be good to you, I pray that today is the day that Jesus interrupts your life. That He comes and He introduces Himself to you in a fresh way, and it interrupts what you are thinking your life may be, and He leads it into something better, directed by His ways and directed by His great love. I pray for all of us that we might allow the resurrection of Jesus to interrupt our lives. It is the greatest event the world has ever witnessed, and I pray we don't miss the awe and wonder of it because it is something that we have normalized or maybe even something that we've simply theologized. I pray that we don't miss it because we don't believe it on a day-to-day basis. I pray that we don't miss this resurrection of Jesus and we don't miss living in the power that Jesus has for us as the children of God. God has given resurrection power to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll say this, we don't control it. We don't control the power, but we do live in it. And I want us to have life in Jesus' name and have our lives be interrupted by his resurrection. Now, what this looks like for everybody is different. Amen? And it will be different even in different life stages. But having our lives interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus is a good thing. It is a thing that we need not, uh, that we need to permit. We get to allow Jesus to do this, and we don't have to deny it. We shouldn't deny it. It is something that, truth be told, we can refuse or deny or push off, but we shouldn't. Because God's love is so great for us. Jesus interrupts our lives. Amen? He really does. 
This is not something he just does once, but he does it over and over and over again as we strive to continue to follow him as our lives are being shaped by him. He interrupts in ways that we don't understand. It might not always feel good, but in the end, it is good. You know why? Because he is good. It's not always easy to see how Jesus might interrupt our lives, and it certainly isn't easy to expect him to interrupt it all the time and then not to feel it. There are times when we are interrupted and we don't want to be. Amen? How many times has that happened to us? And we don't want to be. There are other times when we want interruption and we don't get the interruption we desire. We don't control Jesus. But we can position our hearts and our minds to allow him to be Savior and King. And we can listen and wait for him and allow him to lead us deeper and deeper into this life that he wants for us. I love Easter. I love the whole, the whole bit and piece of the season. I love, I love Ash Wednesday. I love, we, me, me and my family, we practice Lent. I love the Thursday. We have the betrayal of Jesus on Thursday. We have the death of Jesus on Friday. We have Jesus in the tomb on Saturday. And we have Resurrection Sunday where we say He is risen. He is risen indeed. Nice, good job. He is risen indeed. It's a reminder of life to the full. It's a reminder of life to the full with so many different experiences, both good and bad. And I love that there are different seasons, even in these four events. Some of us have experienced hard times that was either felt like or been actual acts of betrayal. Amen? We've lived this out. Some of us have deep scars and deep hurts, wounds from friends that we thought loved us. And they betrayed us. Maybe this could be a spouse, or maybe a brother or sister, or maybe a close friend, someone as close to you as a brother or sister. Someone who was once close and no longer feels as safe as they once were. Sometimes we can work these things out, but sometimes we can't. Not this side of heaven. This is like living where Jesus was betrayed by the kiss of a close friend. You know, Judas is pointed out as being evil and maniacal and stealing and stuff like that, but Jesus still loved him, and Jesus was still his friend, and Judas still betrayed him. Jesus knows what the emotions of relationships look like, even broken ones. He knows what it's like to be hurt by those who claim to love him. And that's just one of the things that we go through in life that Jesus also went through. None of us here today have experienced physical death. Praise be to Jesus, right? But if we live long enough, we've experienced other types of death. Maybe it's the death of a dream. Maybe it's the death of something that you thought was going to be really great, and then it just simply collapsed. Many of us have had the death of friendships or the closeness that they once held. Many of us have had death of loved ones, people that we care about deeply and we still miss to this day. There is death in this world to varying degrees, to varying degrees. but it all hurts and it all makes us sad and it all takes away or tries to steal the joy that Jesus wants to give us. And we know that Jesus knows what death is like. He knows what it's like. He's experienced death on a Roman cross. Jesus was put to death, not fake death, not swooning death, but actual physical death, and then he was buried in a tomb. 
This, this Saturday is a tomb day. I think of this for, for many. It's a period of doubt and waiting. It's a difficult time. There can be doubt, despair, questioning, wondering. It's full of like, what is going on? It can be confusing a lot of times. A time like Thomas where even he hears things that we'd like to believe are true. We need more proof. We need more proof. It's a difficult time because we have experienced these betrayals and these hurts. We've experienced death of some sort in our lives. And now we wait because the Bible is chock full of promises of resurrection. And we wait. And we wait. And we wonder. And we question. And we cry out. Sometimes we cuss out, some of us. And then maybe even our faith comes back a little because we believe that God is good and we want to believe this. And then it falls back into this tomb state that is realer than anything else for us at the present moment. In the tomb, we might even believe in the resurrection or at least want that resurrection to come about. And waiting for Jesus to arrive and interrupt our slumber and allow us to get living the life that He says that He has for us, this life to a full. This Saturday tomb day, this period of waiting is a big deal and sometimes we get stuck in that place. Now, we don't often control the seasons that we're in, right? We don't know when one season might come and, and what might interrupt our lives. Both good things and bad things, rough times and amazing times, come and go in our lives at a moment's notice. Could be a phone call. Could be an email or a meeting with your boss where you thought something was going to happen and then the opposite happened. Either you were elated, overjoyed, or you were crushed and felt defeated. Could be a letter, an unexpected encouragement can come at any moment, a kind word or exciting news. Our life gets interrupted all the time. And it changes the way that we live and that we walk. And we want to see the resurrection of Jesus in our lives, don't we? Because Jesus is risen. We are not always being betrayed. We are not always living in death. And we don't have to stay in the tomb even while we wait. Jesus is alive and we get to let our lives be interrupted by his resurrection wonder. I love today's text because everyone was interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. And I believe that we can expect this resurrection too. I'm not saying it's easy to expect it. I'm not saying it's easy to hold on when we're in one of these other places. But we can expect it. And more than once, we walk in, as we walk further along in our life of Jesus, He wants to give us life because we live in a post-resurrection time. And as we follow Jesus... You know what we get to do? We get to die to ourselves and allow Christ to be the most alive thing in us. I love that Mary was going about her duties. She was just doing the work, and we know it wasn't just her at the time, right, from the other Gospels. But she was just going about the work that was set, set up for her to do, right? Bring spices, honor Jesus in his death, and that was interrupted in a very unexpected way. 
Actually, I think that this John chapter 20 is one of the scariest texts in like just Jesus showing up in rooms or in tombs and saying, peace be with you. It's like, oh man, okay, I'm glad that you said that because I don't know if I feel that. But she was just doing the work set aside for her in She was simply trying to live out the love that she had for Jesus by taking care of his body even in death. And Jesus comes and interrupts her. Jesus comes and interrupts her. She didn't know it was him at first. She wasn't expecting to see him alive. She had no idea where the body was and she was brokenhearted and devastated that Jesus was dead and his body was gone. And then... In his resurrection, he reveals himself to her by calling her name, Mary. And her life is interrupted forever by the resurrection of Jesus. And she becomes the first person to declare that Jesus is alive. And that is a call that is ringing out in the universe even today. Praise God for this declaration. And that Jesus interrupted Mary's duties with this great, wonderful, and powerful news that is and will continue to change the lives of so many. Jesus also interrupts the fears of the disciples and brings peace because of his resurrection. This amazes me. As a a good and resurrected teacher, he gives them some instruction and, and helps to interrupt their lives for the rest of their lives. Many that were in that upper room, their entire life was upended. Many of them would even go on to die for Jesus as they lived for Him. Jesus says, receive the Holy Spirit, forgive sins, and don't withhold forgiveness. And if you do that, forgiveness will be withheld. And be sent. Jesus shows up in their meeting, or really their hiding place, because they were scared. Their Savior had been pushed out, He had been crucified, and they were scared for their lives. And may Jesus interrupt our fears and come in and show us himself amidst our fears. Some of us, uh, some of them may have been following Jesus for three or more years. Jesus had taught them all to live, how to live out the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. But now they have the resurrection interrupt their lives and in their lives they can go out in the power knowing that Jesus is alive by the power of the Holy Spirit. And they and then there's Thomas. Doubting Thomas as he's often referred to. Many of us are like Thomas. Amen? Many of us are reluctant. We need proof. More proof. Many of us are stubborn which I actually believe stubbornness is actually could be a good trait in not doing what the crowds want us to do all the time. And it can be a beautiful gift, this stubbornness. But we also need to allow Jesus to interrupt our lives. And he did with Thomas. Thomas needed to see the nail marks in his hands and put his hand in his side. And he did. And we can rely on the witness of Thomas as well as the other disciples and believe too that Jesus is alive. We too can have these doubts and reservations. This, this is the right that we have. We can work these out in prayers, but we need to be interrupted by the resurrected Christ. Jesus, please interrupt our lives. Amen? There are other things that Jesus did and said after the resurrection. One of, one of my favorite, uh, this is one of my favorite accounts of it. I also like the road to Emmaus and, and Luke is beautiful because he's walking with them, talking with them, and he simply 
tells him to follow him and he reveals himself at the very end, right? It's just, it's amazing. And it appears, this, this section of scripture appeals to the book nerd in me because John often mentions books in this section of the Bible. And he goes on to say, if I had all the books in the world could not contain all the works that Jesus had done. But this also reminds me that Jesus wants us to have a life in light of his resurrection, in light of these new revelations that he has brought because of his resurrection. Jesus wants to interrupt each and every one of us, even today, now, Jesus did other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you, so that me, so that we may believe that Jesus is a Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing in Him, we may have life in His name. I pray that we believe, not just once, but every day of our lives, we believe. I don't know what Jesus needs to interrupt in your life, but I pray that He will. Jesus wants to give us life, the life to the full, full of ups, full of downs, full of, uh, full of life and the freedom that is found in his resurrection. And I want to recognize that some of us here are in a season that does not feel like resurrection. It doesn't feel like this joyous uh, thing where Jesus interrupts our life with something good. But for some reason, it feels like a season of betrayal or for others, a season of death. Or for still others, it feels like a long time of tomb Saturdays. And we want to pray and recognize and have faith and believe that Jesus will come in and interrupt our lives with the power of his resurrection because he has that kind of power. We can trust in Jesus and expect to be interrupted. Amen? At any moment. All it takes is a phone call, a letter, a moment. And let our faith be put on notice that Jesus really is alive regardless of how we feel or think at the moment. That He is who He said He is, and He said He is good, and He said He is God. He is our Lord and Savior and our closest friend. He's not dead. Amen? He is very much alive. And I pray that we may allow Him to come and interrupt our very lives. Now, Easter sermons are always interesting because you have kind of, you know what you're going to talk about, right? You know you're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus. But this, this year, I started this sermon with this, the interruption of Mary by Jesus being alive. And I love this interruption. The greatest news the world has ever heard. Thinking about this interruption, I wrote this prayer for us, for Grace and Mercy Church. And I wrote it with faith, expecting Jesus to answer it. So I'm just going to read it. Dear Jesus, may we... Allow our sadness to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our fears to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our worries to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our poverty to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our wealth to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our gladness to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our duties to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our lack of faith to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our lack of understanding to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. 
Allow our questioning to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our confusion to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our feelings to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our inadequacies to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our emotions to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Allow our strengths, even our strengths, to be interrupted by the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, come and be our life. We need you. May we have the faith to follow you in all the seasons of the life, knowing that you are good to us. And Lord, we pray that you will interrupt us even today. In Jesus' name, amen.